Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's time for Wednesdays with Wayno on the opening drive. We're talking life, baseball, and what's happening at Big League Impact with Cardinals pitcher Adam Wainwright. Wednesdays with Wayno is presented by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi electric elite contractor. Wainwright scheduled to join us momentarily here on the opening drive on 101 ESPN. And Adam Wainwright is with us. And uh, Adam, I know that you're, first of all, good morning. How are you doing? Morning. Doing great. Good, good, good. How are y'all? Everything, everything's good. Carrie uh, just brought up the Johan Santana no hitter. And it seems like the Cardinals had a hit in that game. I know that you're happy that any pitcher gets a no hitter, even, even if it's against you. Well, maybe not. But did you think that <laughs> Johan Santana really got a no hitter? Well, I appreciate y'all bringing that back up because I was the other pitcher that day. Um, uh, he, I'll give him credit for it because that's how it ended up on the line, but Carlos Beltran hit a double down the line that was clearly foul or clearly fair by several feet that was called foul. I have no idea how that happens, but I'll do that. And so uh, I think that was supposed to supposed to happen for him. You know, it was right at the end of his career, and uh, it was just seemed like something that was supposed to happen. It must it must have been because Carlos's ball hit in the infield in the clay and made five a foot inside the line. It was called foul. I've never seen it. Amazing, amazing. And the reason this came up pitches and and innings, Adam, is because this morning uh, we were talking about Nolan Ryan back in 1974 had a game where he pitched 13 innings through 235 pitches. The Cardinals drafted a pitcher out of Stanford who threw 156 pitches in a game. At your all-time most durable, how many pitches could you have effectively thrown in a game, do you think? Could you have gotten to 150? Oh, yeah, easily. 138, I think, is my record mm. um, uh, in, in the big leagues. Uh, I did 120, shoot, I did 128 a couple of years ago uh, in a one nothing shutout against the Cubs. Kis, it was actually Kisner's first ever day. Was That was your uh, birthday game, league. was it? Was it your birthday game? No, that was Yachty. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, but, uh, you know, the difference between 130 and 150, if you're spacing it out over, let's say we're spacing it out over 11 or 12 innings, it's not that much. Now, you know, if you're going to throw 150 in six innings, that's a lot. You know, you're going to throw 150 in, in nine innings, that's a lot. But if you're spacing it out over a few more innings, that's a lot. Um but, you know, I think we, Miles and I were talking about the other day. We, so these old guys you talk to, they, they believe that more throwing is actually the answer to kind of break your shoulder in and just kind of callous over some of those muscles that get injured sometimes. And, and they're probably right. I mean, you know, I don't think anybody's doubting the fact that Nolan Ryan wasn't throwing 80 miles an hour for 13 innings. Hmm. He was letting it eat, you know. So, um <laughs> There's a certain amount of 
throwing that now also he was a freak and he was a once in a lifetime player but um there's a certain amount of throwing that kind of builds your arm up to be able to to take a little bit more strength and here's the thing if you think you can and if you're trained for for that kind of stuff you can and if you think you can't and you don't train for that kind of stuff you can't that's all there is to it hey adam when you were a young pitcher in the braves organization did you work at all with leo mazzoni and and go through his uh, his system where he did have his guys throwing every day right Yeah, we, I, went, I worked with Leo some, and, and uh, you know, you threw two bullpens between sessions, um, and that just allows you to kind of learn your mechanics really well. Uh, I think as time has gone by, you know, back then it was it was all about pitch making. It was all about, you know, learning your body really well and, and going through at a slower speed, you know, and then saving higher velocity reps for the game. Now it seems like everybody is uh, is all about these bullpens throwing them at max effort. And so you couldn't do that with with two two in between. But there's still some pitchers who throw two bullpens in between. Uh, I know DeGrom does it. Um, several people did. I did it all the way up until until the big leagues. Um, and then that just wasn't what any, nobody was doing anymore. And so uh, I just stopped doing it also, but it did teach me how to to uh, to work through my mechanics and my delivery, uh, and and just throw the ball at a slower speed. I probably saved a lot of bullets doing that actually. Wayno, the trade deadline is always stressful and hard, especially this one. Seeing teammates and guys I'm sure you consider friends going. You had a nice tweet that you put out last night saying, I'm going to miss these guys. We sent some good ones out this week. Been with this guy, and it was Jack Flaherty that you tagged for a while now. Orioles, you're getting a winner. I know that you had a very close relationship with Jack. How hard is it to see him go? Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunately part of the game, and it's it's the hardest part of baseball. You know, I think any, and I'm sure Mo would, would tell you the same thing. The hardest part about his job is having to let people go sometimes and, and uh, trade people that, that you, you kind of brought up through your system. And, 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 uh, and I mean, since the, you know, since the high school days for Jack and watch them become a big leaguer, watch them become a, an all-star type player, a, 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 almost Cy Young type player, you know, and, and to see him go to another team is is that he's going to do great over there. Baltimore's going to love him. He's going to win a lot of big games for them, and and uh, he's going to help them. He's Like I said in the tweet, Jack's a winner. Jack knows uh, Jack's won some big games for us. I think his history, his lineage, his, uh, the stuff he did here, no one can ever take from him, and no one, no one can ever take from the fans that witnessed it. And, and uh, it was a great relationship. You know, Jack... Jack was a fiery competitor that uh, that that pushed his teammates to be better, and and uh, and now he's going to go do that in Baltimore. It's, you know, it, like you said, it was sad for me. We hugged about 14 times on the way out the door, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's just part of it, though. You know, it's uh, when Skip I always I always before this, the last couple of days of the trade deadline, our last pitchers meeting, I I just spoke up. I said, Hey, listen. Y'all enjoy these last few days together. Whoever's going to get traded in here, you know, they're saying a lot of us will get traded. So just enjoy these last few days. Make sure you laugh a lot and, and hug a lot and hang out with each other as much as possible. Because when you look back, when you get my age, when you look back, you remember it's what, what you remember more than anything is the relationships built, the friendships that you made. And, and uh, 
And after getting traded, there's some guys in here that will you'll never see again. You'll never, hardly ever talk to them ever again. So just enjoy these last few days. That's always the craziest part to me is guys you spend so much time with, you just hit it. You may not talk to them again uh, just in passing. And that's probably one of the toughest things about this sport and professional sports is the relationships that you have, they kind of dwindle away when guys are no longer in that locker room anymore. Yeah, it's tough, man. Everyone's got families. Everyone goes in a million different ways, different directions. It's, and it's not as if everyone lives in the same neighborhood, you know, in St. Louis for the rest of their lives. And they just, it's not like we're all from St. Louis. We're all from all over the place. And so guys go back to Hawaii. They go back to L.A. They go back to Georgia and Florida and Massachusetts and all these different places. And uh, their families are on different schedules. And, you know, I always talk about Skip Schumacher. When he and I were teammates, we spent almost every waking day together from AAA all the way until 2011. So from 2004 all the way to 2011, Skip's family and my family basically were growing up together, right? His his wife, my wife hung out all the time. Our kids were getting, been, being raised with each other. And then all of a sudden he goes to L.A. And you never see the guy again, you know, hardly even until he was – he was a coach um you'd see him across the way when he was with san diego and then he was a coach with us but before that it's just a good reminder you know this this game is tough because you get so close with people and then at at the snap of a finger you spend almost zero time with them you spend almost more time with them than your family you probably do more spend more time with your family and then all of a sudden you never see him again that's the hardest part of our game for sure yeah adam you all you talked about trading players away you all got some young players in return and we've been talking a lot about development of young players pitchers specifically what would you say is some of the most important things for younger pitchers trying to make their way into the big leagues Uh, well, the hardest thing about being a professional pitcher uh, and really a professional athlete, I think, is understanding who you are as a competitor. So it takes time. You know, I, I sat down with one of our young pitchers the other day that was getting kind of frustrated, and I said, look, it takes time to know exactly who you are out there on that mound. And it's crazy to think that because you spend your whole life doing something and you think you you know your grips and you think you know your pitches and how you like to use them. But then there's a, this whole other thing when you get out there of learning of learning uh, exactly who you are and what type of pitcher you want to be and embracing that exactly. Now, when, you're, when you spend time learning your mechanics and your delivery, you spend time learning your sequencing and how you like to approach hitters and batters and what works for you and two-strike counts and how you like to get ahead and – and all these things, when you spend time really learning that, it speeds that process along. So I always tell guys to make sure they get in the film room and watch their own deliveries, even more than they watch the other hitters they're going to face. Learn your own delivery so that when something goes wrong out there on the mound, you can fix it while you're out there. And you don't have disaster games where you go through things and you go, man, I just, I kept missing up and arm side and I just don't know why that was. Well, let's learn that so that when it happens again and you need to do something on the fly, you can do it and avoid a three-run inning. Instead, you, you maybe you walked one batter, but then you get right back to it. And you go, okay, I know my checkpoints. I know my keys to fixing that spot right there, and, and now we're back at it. 
Adam, so much great stuff happening with Big League Impact. you got the fantasy football draft that's uh, coming up, or the fantasy football event that's coming up August 18th, plus the all-win campaign, and you have a lot of players around baseball that are participating in all-win. Yeah, we do. We do, and and, uh, and that's a good thing. Where Jack's going to Baltimore, too, where we got a, b- a bunch of Orioles um, doing the all-win campaign up there with Kyle Gibson. But uh, we do at St. Louis. We've got a great campaign. We've got great campaigns going with a few different players. Um, you can check that out at, at bigleagueimpact.org. See what all our guys are up to. Um, uh, we're supporting here in St. Louis. We're supporting the, the St. Louis Public Schools Foundation, the Little Bit Foundation, which is uh, helping to remove all the barriers to learning. Habitat for Humanity, Backstoppers, uh, which supports spouses and families of, Christ, uh, of first responders. Crisis Aid, which is an amazing, amazing organization that uh, my wife and I support. Um, and then uh, we've also got fantasy football going on. And uh, sign-ups are still available. Steven Matz, Drew Verhagen, Newt Barr, Helsley, Edmund, myself, we're all going to be joining for an August 18th kickoff party at Bush Stadium, and uh, we'd love to have everybody there. And by the way, Adam, uh, last thing, you've told us all along, hey, Stephen Matz has great stuff. He's just got to use that and apply that great stuff. What's happened over the last five or six starts for for Stephen Matz? Well, you never stop learning as a competitor, and I think when Stephen went to the bullpen, he really started attacking guys because, you know, he wasn't – he didn't go out there thinking, all right, I got six, seven innings to, to work something out. You know, he might have only one or two innings to show that he was he was uh, ready to pitch that third or fourth inning. And he would go out there and he'd attack guys with his fastball, get ahead, work that change up right off of that. And then he started finding a little breaking ball that he liked that he could throw comfortably. And then he started throwing a little slider to go with it. Um, so now you got a guy that came back to the, to the uh, starting rotation, attacking hitters, getting ahead, throwing his fastball for strikes up and down, which was important for him, working his changeup off of that, and now throwing those two different breaking balls. So he's got four different ways to get you out now. And his fastball just is, is so electric. It plays up, and it's just really hard to time up because it's got unique movement. And, uh, and he works that up, but he works it down now too. So hitters can't just be waiting on one area. They can't be waiting on one height. Now they really got to work on uh, hitting lots of different quadrants, Lots of different speeds, and uh, you know any pitcher stuff when that happens. Yeah, bud. We know. Always good to have you with us. Thanks so much. And uh, does the little guy want to say something on the, on 101 ESPN? Can you say hey? Can you say hey, Mr. Andy? Adam, thanks so much for say, the. T- can you say hey, Miss Brooks? Say hey, Miss Brooks. Hey, Caleb. Oh, you're getting shy now. Oh, now he's getting shy. I'll say hi to Caleb. Hi, Caleb. Oh. Oh, He's a cutie. Uh, Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Have a a great day, a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Adam. There's Caleb. Uh, Adam and Caleb joining us as they do every Wednesday on 101 ESPN.